Nathan, and Everly today. We're a duo. We're a podcasting duo. The new baby is here. She's sitting upright, not on her own, of course, but but she is here accompanying us because my wife is out running some errands, and we've got a little baby. So enjoy the coos and gaz, everybody. <laughs> Gosh, that's so amazing, right? Because the last podcast we recorded was, I think, the day before Stephanie yeah. gave birth. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gosh, you're right. It was. It was the Friday right before. Do mm-hmm. you want it? Should we just do an episode on the home birth? Maybe that'd be a fun thing to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. We're here. Everly's here. That feels right. It does. And I've told the story in a couple very, vari- you know, not variations, but in a couple different ways. Like I sent that out on my newsletter and whatnot. But, you know, a lot of people, they, they see me as an OBGYN and they're like, does he really believe in home birth? Like, has he had a home birth himself? And I not that we did this for me to like, put my you know put the my 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 money where my mouth is but (laughs) i really do (laughs) i really do believe that home birth is a great way to have a baby and we had the best of home birth possible experiences maybe it was beginner's luck i don't know but it was like two hours of labor and we got a little baby a beautiful little baby out of the out of the deal there was no involvement of hospitals or really doctors i mean there was a doctor attending not me but there was another doctor and um it was lovely. It was it was so lovely. So, do you want me to just like tell the like the the, the bullets of of how things went? Yeah, I would love to hear your side. I had the honor of hearing Stephanie's version, which was really fun. Yeah, uh, but I don't know that I've heard from you actually. So, I would love to hear that. Sure. Well, so with Penelope, Stephanie went over the due date, the guest date, almost forty one weeks. You know, and of course, these are approximations, everybody. We, we don't really know when babies are going to come or how far along we are, but we have good guesses based on early ultrasound and last menstrual period, etc. And And so we were thinking we might go another week, you know, beyond what we actually did, which was on the due date, actually. It was arguably the November 6th or November 7th was the due date and um, or the guest date. And on the 6th of November, Stephanie woke up and was just not feeling great. And we had had this kind of experience the first time around where we went on a long hike that day and she just wasn't, just wasn't feeling great in the evening. We, we hung out in the, uh, and watched a TV show. And then, you know, as we went to bed, she felt like something changing and I could notice her breathing was picking up. And then of course we had a baby early the next morning, right? So she was in labor for like six hours and this time around, she woke up on the 6th on Saturday and felt not great. She just like was laying on the couch watching a TV show with Penny and uh, our first and family was already in town in anticipation of something happening soon. So Stephanie's mom was there making food. Um, my mom and stepdad were in the backyard. We were reseeding the grass and digging up the lawn and um, Stephanie started timing her contractions around noon and they were like 10, 15 minutes apart, very erratic, but intensifying, not, not enough that she was going to stop and like not do anything because she was doing laundry and taking care of the kiddo. And, but then at five, her water broke and her mom started doing some Reiki because Stephanie immediately felt something changing. And, and bear in mind, this is our second and the baby's head was already like in her butt, in her words for a week before this whole thing. And she was like, God, it's like the head is down there. So, you know, the head's engaged. Stuff is probably happening days before that, the prodromal stuff, the early stuff. But Stephanie's not the type that she still slept fine. She still was doing everything. And um, and so we, uh, you know, she laid down and I, she said, hey, my water broke. I don't want anybody to be alarmed. I'm doing fine. 
but I went in and I said, hey, do you think it's time for everybody to leave? And she said, yeah. So we sent them to the Airbnb, which was great. Anybody out there who has help, have them stay at an Airbnb so you can just have your space. That was at least our plan. And so they took the dogs, they took Penny, they took all the stuff that they needed. We had the Airbnb already set up with her pack, pack and play and all that. And um, I called our midwife, her name's Jenna, she's amazing. She's here locally in Louisville, Jenna Elias. And um, I told her what was going on, you know, from my perspective. And I said, you know, she's not looking like she's in that much pain yet, but we had a very short labor the first time. And as most people know, you know, your second can oftentimes be much quicker. And so, so we, um, we also thought that this kiddo was like five and a half pounds. Penny was six and a half. We thought Evie was smaller, but it's because she was so low in the pelvis and the fundal height was just measuring short. So for anybody out there, measuring a fundal height that's less than it was a couple weeks ago tells you the baby's head is engaged. Do not order an ultrasound for that. That's a poor use of utility and uh, of, of, uh, of medical intervention. And it, it doesn't make much practical sense. Um, if the baby doesn't shrink, that's just not how it works. So, so anyways, um, I called the midwife, she came in and checked on things, did like a little dop tones and said, yeah, you know, you look like you're uncomfortable. Let me just start bringing some stuff in. So she went downstairs and by then our friend, Sarah Charmoli, who I've introduced you to, she has this company, Effigy Breathwork. And um, we wanted her to breathe with us early in labor. We didn't know when the baby was gonna come. We figured this might be a long haul, but let's get some breath work in to just ground ourselves and connect a little bit. And so we laid on our bed. I'd set up the tub at this point, um, had everything ready. We arranged the bedroom and we laid on the bed and Sarah was breathing us and she has this very loud soundtrack and we're hyperventilatory breathing like <gasps> and when you do this breath work you you for out of pregnancy Stephanie and I both had the experience of kind of disconnecting from our bodies altogether you know you get a tingling down your arms and legs you feel the trauma is literally being ironed out through your appendages and your mouth so you end up in kind of like a contracted hands and feet my you know, your calves can get really crampy and it, it can be very intense and you kind of dis disconnect. You sort of s float off into outer space if you're not pregnant. So I was off in outer space and about the 40 minute mark, I noticed Stephanie was rocking back and forth and I told Sarah like, check on Stephanie, check on Stephanie. And um, Steph was in control. She was not lose not out of her body, but she was breathing more intensely than she ever has before. And so labor was progressing in this breath work. So at 40 minute mark, Stephanie asked Sarah to, you know, to leave and told her, we told her we love her and, and Sarah told the midwives to come up and there was a midwife, a midwife student, and there's a doctor locally, her name is Rebecca Cohen, an amazing friend of mine who's also practicing some home birth stuff to get back into that. She's a family med doctor who did an, a, a fellowship in OBGYN, so she actually is a family med doc who also trained to do C-sections and vacuum deliveries and all that other stuff. So she's another great resource for anybody who's local. Oh, there's Everly. So... Anyways, they came up and the way that Sarah described it is that these midwives were sitting in the corner and their masks on and their eyes were wide, wide-eyed because this was intense. Imagine a birthing woman who's breathing at this cadence and there's this loud music and, and it just was very, very different, I'm sure, from most birth experiences. So, so anyways, um... 6.40 rolls around, Sarah leaves at 6.41, the midwife says, hey, let me check you, you look like you're, you're going through some painful contractions now, and Stephanie was like, yep, sure, took her underwear off, and the head is there, like, she pushes a couple times, baby's out at 6.46, so that's really, of an act of labor, like, two, less than two hours, from five o'clock to just under seven o'clock, and, um, 
you know, the beauty of having a home birth for anybody out there who hasn't really attended a home birth is that the baby goes on your chest. The baby was sleeping, by the way, without any head deformation, meaning Stephanie's pelvis opened, the portal opened with this breath work and the baby slid out and went right on her chest and was still asleep. It was, it was beautiful. It was marvelous. So the baby had to be woken up really to get those APGAR scores that we talk about, but obviously she was fine. The midwife said 10 and 10, that's probably unlikely, nine and 10 perhaps, but she transitioned perfectly, started breastfeeding immediately. We had the, the placenta connected for at least an hour. Who, who cares? Uh, it was in a bowl next to us and we were just laying in bed and just doting on this little girl and her smell and her perfect little face. And, um, and then we had some food ready. Her mom brought over like a lasagna for the midwife. So they had some hot food and, um, and you know, they helped clean everything up and we were in bed and watching a TV show together and loving on the baby by like 10, 10 PM. I was cleaning up and, and, uh, you know, waiting on Stephanie, making sure she was feeling well, but within a couple of days, Stephanie was, was feeling back, you know, back to, back to, to the basics. And the beauty of the whole thing was we didn't have the interruptions, the lights, the distractions, the horrible fundal massage that was done in the, in the hospital. In our first experience, the nurse came over and did like, basically like, like she was jabbing at the uterus. It was horrible versus just a gentle massage to help stimulate the, the, uh, the early involution of the uterus. And so you know, the blood loss was 100 cc's, like it was no sutures needed. It was the most incredible birth. The interesting part is that she was in dorsal lithotomy. She was on her back, which is what most people say. I don't want to be in the hospital because I'd be forced to get on my back. Well, Stephanie still just felt most comfortable like that. We never even got into the tub. So that that's a rental fee we'll never get back. And um, and uh, yeah, the whole thing was just, was just beautiful. Um, we stayed in bed for about 36 hours together. Her mom brought us things back and forth. We had friends drop off food. You guys sent some food. And it was just lovely. It was just a perfect birth. If we could do it again, that's how we would do it. And if we do do it again, that's how we will do it. <laughs> what a beautiful story. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Home birth. Home birth as an OBGYN. Um, that will not make, that will not be a part of any board examiner's questioning. Like, tell me about home birth. But right. I can tell everybody out there, if you know who Joanne, if you haven't attended a home birth, it really changes your whole perspective as to what is possible. And even my OBGYN friends, I was, they were like, wow, that sounds amazing. And they've all had kids themselves. And uh, nobody's going to disagree with, with any of that, being in the comfort and safety of your own, own home without the distractions and the paperwork and the armbands and the IV lines and all this other unnecessary stuff. Some of our, our clients, though, you know, me and you, Marin, we have recommended that they not have a home birth because there is some good reasons to be in the hospital. There are certain patients that are at high risk for complication, but the vast majority are not. And certainly Stephanie, um, being as healthy as she is and, and taking care of herself in the way that she does was was an amazing, amazing candidate. And I think we were both very grateful to have had the opportunity. Yeah, I bet it's life changing for sure. Is there anything you were surprised by? I'm wondering. I think I was surprised by how quick everything was, you know, and, and I think that is a testament to just how comfortable Stephanie was in our home, right? I, you know, if you recall the with Penelope when the when her water broke and she was we had her in the tub and she started roaring and I was like let's do a gentle exam and I told Stephanie let's just get you out of the tub and let's go to the hospital I think it might be time to go 
but it was like fully dilated. Like she had a fast labor the first time. But when we got to the hospital, it was three hours before we had the baby. And I think a part of that is you get into an environment where they're peppering you with questions. They're sticking things in your hands. And she had actually said, I don't want IV fluids, but they started a heparin lock so that if they needed to give it, they could. And she looked at me like, I thought we didn't want this, you know? And, and so there's that constant, um, like when you go into the hospital, you have to be on guard to protect the, the, the process, you know, and that, that, that is a source of stress. And we all know, you know, you don't even need to read Sarah Buckley's book to know this if you've attended home births, but when a person feels safe and loved and cared for by people that are there to serve them, they feel like, Hey, this is an okay place to have a baby. But in the mammalian world, if a, let's say a lioness is going to have a baby and there's some predator nearby, they will halt the process and go and find safety in order to give birth in that field over there where they don't feel like there's a jackal or a hyena approaching, you know? Um, and the same happens. Like we are still mammals, right? The same happens. If there is stress, it will counteract the physiologic process of birth. And so, um, sorry, your question was, what were you surprised by? Um, I was surprised by how quickly it went because in the hospital I was, you know, it was six hours and I was like, gosh, it was a, that was a long second stage, but I really think it was actually attributable to the fact that we were in an environment where they were, they were asking her questions like, have you ever had a small bowel obstruction? Have you ever had a pneumothorax? And she's like, I don't know what that is. Please stop asking me questions. I'm, you know, like she's, she's contracting, like she is about to have a baby here. Like these questions could have, we could have done this before perhaps if it was that important, but, um, So I was a little bit surprised by that. I was surprised we didn't even make it to the tub. I was surprised by how well the breath work really worked. And it's something I want to explore with you as well. Um, and I know I introduced you to Sarah, my friend. There is something very powerful to the to the act of just taking deep breaths in labor. Um, and we I think we underestimate that, you know, as, as birth workers, you know, just the, the power of controlling your sympathetic nervous system and breathing. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. I can't wait to talk with her. And again, it was so cool to hear Stephanie's version too of just like what what she was experiencing and and how time sounds like it kind of flew by at least that hour. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, definitely. And w- one other thing I want to bring up, and you and I talked about this beforehand. I think that it would make sense. Most people are like, "Why isn't Marin going to just be at your birth?" And uh, we talked about this a lot. It, you know, you are you are one of my best friends. And I have the privilege of knowing you and having had a baby. So why wouldn't we have you? And and the reason, um, in case anybody's wondering, the reason is that Stephanie wanted to have the ability to fire you or to to show her her deepest, darkest, whatever, you know, um, pent up resentment or fear or whatever. And I don't think that she was willing to expose those parts to you in fear that it might it might end up like let's say something bad did happen right you never go into a birth thinking something bad might happen but it's natural i think for a lot of people to to have a fear response i mean even stephanie she's a great she's great at giving birth but there's fears there and what if something bad were to happen and you know tragically everly rosa didn't make it through she wouldn't want that to be something that she had to cope with um, in your future interactions um, because of, you know, it, it's a traumatizing thing and every time that she would see you, she would associate that traumatizing thing with you. It's really, really hard to separate that sometimes. So right. on the other hand, I told you right off the bat, like I would love to have you there because I trust you and I know wh- what you're capable of and how you hold space for the process. So 
we were fortunate to find somebody who I think we jived well with, but also it wasn't a relationship that we were necessarily determined to preserve, regardless of the outcome of the birth. Yeah. Yeah, knowing Stephanie, it all makes sense. And I don't know that I would have made it there anyway. So Uh, you probably wouldn't have. (laughs) You probably wouldn't have made it. Um, We would have had you had to have you come in and move in the the week before or something to make sure that uh, of that. Yeah, in retrospect, there's no way you would have made it. I almost didn't make it. In fact, I was so out of my body from the breathing that Stephanie had to tap me and was like, you got it. The baby's coming. You got it. Come back in. And even Sarah was like, okay, I can't leave until Nathan's like upright. So I got up and my hands and feet were completely numb and dysfunctional. Like you can't use your hands and <laughs> oh feet, or even your mouth. Right. So while, while we were breathing, we were filling up the tub and I was like, Sarah, turn off the water. <laughs> Uh, if anybody hasn't tried effigy breathwork, I really highly suggest it, and they can reach out to me, and I can put them in touch with Sarah, of course. But it, it's it's debilitating in a way because your body is going through a tremendous amount of of um, I called it ironing out before. It's really it's a really de-traumatizing sort of breathwork. Like there's all this stuff being locked that's locked up in there, and it's being let out during the breathing. So you're um, hyper-oxygenating, which is the why the baby did so well, you know, in, in breathing during pregnancy and in the birth, but that hyper-oxygenation process also stimulates the nervous system in such a way that, you know, your, your, your body, your, your um, sort of more subtle bodies are doing some very hard work, and so you have to take time to come back in. So when I, when the baby came out, I was like curled up next to Stephanie and like rubbing her, but it was like with this little hand claw. <laughs> hand claw. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. It was well, really, one, really cool. one final-ish maybe question for you, maybe not during the actual birth process, I don't know, because you were doing this breathing, but what fears came up for you, if at all, just because you guys hadn't had a home birth before and, you know, that's not where your training was. I'm always curious, like, if things creep in for you. I actually had no fear whatsoever about this birth. Um, what I was afraid of is what Stephanie's experience was going to be. Like, mm-hmm. was she going to feel okay giving birth in our bedroom? Mm-hmm. Um, on our bed. That was actually one thing she brought up in the beginning. Like, she was a little bit apprehensive about about having a home birth because she didn't want... The first birth for her was a little bit more traumatizing than she was expecting, even though she had a very natural, unmedicated birth, and it was very quick, and we had no sutures, and we had a beautiful baby afterwards. And like Penelope is a true angel. I mean, she is an incredible little kid. And I think she was thinking, okay, we got all of the, the, the good things, but mm. I still, she still felt something about sure. the first birth, you know? And she, in, in her words, I won't, I won't, I, I have to be careful to, to tell her birth story. So, but what I was hearing as her partner was that she hit that point where the baby's going to be pushed out now and she held back. Yeah. And that, and it was maybe a combination of fear and anxiety and like, Oh my gosh, I'm actually stepping through the portal. Like that's a scary right. thing to do for anybody, mm-hmm. especially a person giving birth. But, um, I think she was, I think she was sort of dreading, will that happen again? And if it's going to be in our bedroom, is our bedroom now going to be tied to this really traumatic thing that I had to go through? Right. Fortunately, in her words, she felt like it was full circle. Like she actually felt as if this was a healing experience 
before even her first birth. As hard as it was, the second one, I mean, birth is never easy. Right. Um, but this birth, something about this birth actually was very, um, it was closure for her on the first, the first experience. But my fear going in was that she was going to have a doubly bad experience. And perhaps it would, it would kind of tarnish our sanct the sanctity of our bedroom, you know? And um, I remember when we were preparing for this, she was like, I don't really want to even see cobwebs everywhere. So we did like a top to bottom spick and span, cleaning every crevice of the bathroom, of the shower, of the closet, everything. Like we made sure that that upstairs space was a, a completely safe and clean environment per her specifications. And she even says now, like, I don't know why that was so important. It doesn't make any sense, but there was something sure. about it that was really important. So I think I was more just worried about how she was going to experience it, you know, mm -hmm. and it goes beyond trusting birth. It goes, it, it really goes into our relationship. It goes into our past, into her past and, sure. and all of that stuff coming up in our um, sacred space in our house, I think was a concern for her, but fortunately it was perfect through and through. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it. And Stephanie is just a really, really fabulous, amazing woman. Woman, Nothing you don't know, of course, but uh, just an honor to hold space for that story from here. And while you guys were going through it, you know, waiting and, and doing that from afar and just knowing that it would be all it needed to be. And I'm so yeah. glad for yeah. her, for your daughters, and, and also for you, for sure. Like, I think that's a huge thing to have experienced as simple as it was and i know that will affect you and your work so thanks everly for that gift thank you everly mm -hmm. we did great yeah did i, I so do great. think that i do think OBGYNs need to have an experience with home birth because it, even if it doesn't change your practice right where you're like oh i don't need to use pitocin which it should even if you don't take any practical skills away from it just being sort of comfortable with holding space for the unfolding of a completely natural physiologic birth is really really powerful for how you talk to people for how you treat your how you treat your partner how you treat your kids i mean you get to really sit in the majesty of this sacred rite of passage and i i mean it through and through totally. when i say that yeah obviously i agree i think birth affects everybody i still feel on a birth high from a couple of days ago and if nothing else, it shows people the possibilities of how birth can look, you know, so maybe, maybe a, a doctor sits in and thinks, oh, that was just good luck. You know, that was just random. Who cares, right? Birth can look like that. Birth yeah. can look like that. And it can feel like that. And it can be relaxed. And it can be perfect. Mm. So what a gift that that is. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I feel very fortunate. Well, thanks again for sharing and congrats to you and Stephanie and big sister Penny and welcome Everly Rosa. We love you. We love you, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the chat. I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.